Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to a happy Easter podcast in which we're um, we're on opposite sides of Craw Bay today because I've got family down and you've been out to the press conference. So we're uh, we're doing it in the old fashioned COVID way, Rich. We're on um, we're on a Zoom call or whatever they call it these days. I was going to say it's, it's, I don't want to call it the good old days, but it's like the old days. It is indeed. We're heading into what may be the most important Easter for two thousand years. If that doesn't get me excommunicated, but there we go. It's it's a big big weekend, isn't it? I've been trying to avoid the cliches, but uh, resurrections and all <laughs> that. But, um, you know, at some point they're, they're, they've got to be used, haven't they? They have. They have. It's it's absolutely massive. A few weeks ago, we were kind of chins on the floor, thinking, you know, let's just make a dignified end to the season and and see what becomes of it. And then suddenly we win two daunting away games on the trot, and as Tom would say it's the hope, it's the optimism again. When we're back with it again, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it was good wins as well. They weren't they weren't nickel win, were they? Um, no, yeah, no, absolutely. Very good performances. Two very good goals. Two <clears throat> extraordinarily good defensive performances to protect those those one nil leads. And yeah, very well done. So here we go into the last half dozen games of the season, and still. We don't know how it's going to end up. I think it's absolutely ah. fabulous. Ah, it's going to be an interesting one. It is. So you've been out to the press conference at Sealhane this morning, but it was lovely out there this morning, wasn't it? It was, it was all right. The sun isn't really out, is it? It's kind of, it's kind of taking the edge off, but, but it's still a bit nippy, but it was nice out there. Boys, let's be glass half full about this. It's going to be a nice Easter. There are six points up for grabs again with two massive games. There's a community day. There's um, there's an ex-goal who's going to turn up against us who I hadn't realised had moved to a different club. We'll come to that in a minute as well. And there's the temptation, temptation to goals fans to flog their tickets to Wrexham fans and why you should not do it. Well, is it, is and the, the kickoff is it ethical? Kickoff time has changed as well, hasn't it? Yes, that's a big thing, isn't it? It is. So uh, we'll deal with all that in a minute. But should we? Um, should we hear what the gaffer has to say first? Let's do that, guy. You do it. Let's let's do that, and we'll be back with much, much more on the other side of Gary Johnson. So, gaffer, two wins from the last two games, two solid performances, and two clean sheets. How pleasing for you has it been to see the team digging in in every position on that pitch, both attacking and defending? Uh, of, of course, very, very pleasing. Um, you know, we we want we've got to make sure that we we keep that going. I mean, it's not only the result; it was our performances uh, in those games as well. Um, away from home, we, we we haven't been great away from home, <clears throat> but we seem to have picked up a you know got together a very experienced group. That have whether they've been in these positions before, but they're experienced out on the pitch. And to be fair, both games, I felt we deserved the result. Um, so <clears throat> the players as well as the staff and 
supporters that watch this, uh, either albeit by the streaming or the, the, the lads and lasses that were there at the away games, would have seen that we played some good stuff and did deserve it. So we're pleased, with, you know, we, we, we had to win those two games, looking, you know, knowing the results that have, have come up previously, uh, come up recently, and we've got to win some more games. Uh, so it'd be nice to carry it on, um, and I'm looking forward to Saturday because it's uh, we've got to a stage where I've, you know, we've seen our team perform, and uh, it looks comfortable, it looks energetic, it looks like it's got opportunities in it, and uh, if we can keep the ball out of our net, which we have done in the last couple of games, then uh, hopefully we can enjoy the game. Busy Easter weekend ahead, then two games in quick succession, Friday, Monday. Fully fit squad, so how important is that to have that squad going into these two games being so close together? It's good. Obviously it's good because if you do get an injury uh, to one of your major players, you've got other people that are used to playing in the first team. And uh, so that becomes extra important when you get games over Easter on Friday, Monday, then uh, we play again on the Saturday, then we got the Tuesday, then we got the Saturday again. So um, it's an important time, definitely, to get all your, all your lads fit. So with that in mind, it's Eastley and then Maidenhead. Two very different games. Eastley obviously chasing the, the playoffs and are, are nicely embedded in there. Maidenhead with <coughs> nothing really to play for. And do you find that those teams are sometimes more dangerous because they can play with a, a relaxed uh, approach to the game? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're, they're under no pressure, are they? But uh, we've got a, it's important that we handle the pressure of the situation that we're in. Um, and deal with the team that we're kind of coming up against um, on that day. Uh, we really, we've really been saying to the players that we really have to go, this is where it really means something, one game at a time. What you can't say to them is you've got to win the next three or four on the trot, they know that. Um, however, you focus in on the next game. So we've done a lot of work as a staff um, to beat, to try and beat easily, and to put the tactics together, uh, their weaknesses, their strengths, we got to look at, um, and then once that game's finished, then we go 100% on the maintenance game, um, and then we'll have to see see how we come out of that. But uh, <coughs> East is always important anyway because it's always the end of the season, and uh, often quite a few teams are. Uh, trying to get out the relegation and often you've got teams still trying to get into the, the playoffs so teams have still got very important games in our league there's not many people that can just relax at the moment with six seven games to go we haven't got the greatest record against Eastleigh granted but we've seen from your time here that you've broken these hoodoos before against teams that we've not got good records against what are you expecting from Eastleigh tomorrow well, they're not up there for no reason. You know, they're up there because they're a, a strong team. Um, I don't want to give their what we think their tactics are, um, but they're a strong team. They're in a playoff position right now. 
So we've got to respect them, that's for sure. Um, they work hard, and again, that's why they're up there. And uh, they're, they're, a, they're a, sort of like a Boreham Wood team that are always, you know, they, the manager, Lee Bradbury, he's, he's made them difficult to beat. And uh, so you have to break that down where you, where you can. And uh, yeah, they're a strong team, but most teams are, are strong in our league, as, as we all know. Um, Lewis Collins got his third goal in nine games, I think it is. He's made an impact, hasn't he? He's definitely made an impact, yeah, and uh, we're pleased with his contribution, of course. Um, he's taken to that role that we, we're playing him in very well. Didn't moan about it when we asked him to do it because we said you'll still score goals from that position and thank God he did because uh, he's enjoying what he's doing and uh, Stobbsy on the other side is, is, is doing the same now. Of course, we may change it this week, um, but uh, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see. But uh, he has done; he's done very well. Notwithstanding that he might change it, the balance has been has been good over the last couple of games of the whole team, really, isn't it? It's important sometimes to have a, a consistency of balance. Yeah, no, you're pitch. right. It's it's been definitely cohesive yeah. uh, as a group, and our passing and our combination play has been much better over the last sort of few weeks. Yeah. Um, this is history really, but uh, we're down there and Yeovil are down there. Uh, does that, have, have you ever kind of thought to yourself, I mean obviously you wish we weren't, but your two old clubs are both down the bottom of the league. Have you, have you spared any thoughts for, for fault, Yeovil? No, 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 no. Is it, have you spared any thoughts for, uh, for Yeovil or is it something that you, uh, no, you, no, you, you moved on quite no, a long you, time you, ago? Yeah, you, you move on, don't you? Yeah. And uh, you, know, you, you do look at your old clubs and you know, at the moment we're a rival of theirs. Yes. You know, and we've, we've got to get above Yeovil as much as we've got to get above a and other yeah. and stop Scumfolk going above us so uh, no, everyone knows that it's all big rivalry at the moment for the for the points yeah. um, and you know some are in a good vein of form like, as soon as you do like Gateshead were and Oldham did for, for a little while and Dawkins suddenly, you know, it's putting three or four wins together is uh, can get you get you out of trouble and put others in trouble. So um, you got to think think positive, but you got to think about yourselves. You know, we, obviously you look at the games. I watched the game on streaming. The gate said the oval game as I did the York Barney game, and uh, you know that. that Cat took a bit of stick again. No, that's <laughs> terrible. We can't say that nowadays. <coughs> I love cats. Yeah. Um, you weren't at home anyway. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, yeah, you know it's uh, important that we look at ourselves rather than take too much notice of other people. Certainly, won't be cheering them on for a little while, but I wish them well in the future. And are you fairly injury free? Uh, or yeah, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're, I think we have 27 uh, pros at this moment in time, and every single one of them are fit. So at this moment in time, other than a couple of little bits, that, but 
yeah. I think they'll all be... By this stage of the season, somebody's yeah. carrying something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, it'd be nice to you know, got everybody fit a little bit earlier because we was a little bit ickledy-pickledy for quite a long time in the season where some of your uh, more influential players missed quite a few weeks mm. and, it, and we had to keep changing it and it didn't help our continuity. When you say fit, do you mean match fit as well or...? As best as they can be. Yeah, as best as it can be. You know, we we have a fitness regime for the people that don't play um, or haven't played. We make sure that um, they do their kilometres that they need to do. We have plenty of seven asides, eight asides, eleven asides, you know, in 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 the week, um, so that they they stay sort of pretty sharp. Yeah. So we're pretty comfortable that most of them would be able to come in and and do a job and. And, and be ready to fight for their place again. And of course, with a squad depth like that, players fit, people have to miss out. How do you deal with that? How do you manage that? Well, you, you manage it. Yeah. You know, that's what, what else can you do? You know, over the years, nobody's happy about being left out of a squad. Uh, nobody doesn't like, you know, they're all footballers. They love playing football. And the worst thing is for a professional footballer is to train all week and then not play on the Saturday. But, you know, you just have to talk to them and say, be ready, be ready to be lucky, so that if somebody does get injured or lack of form, you've got to be ready to get in and stay in. And that's that's the only way you can treat it. And you've got to be honest with people. That's the, the biggest thing, I think, for footballers. You have to be honest with them. And if they're, they are out, because sometimes it's tactical, Sometimes it's a little niggly injury that we want to clear up. Um, and sometimes it's a lack of form over a couple of games. So, But um, if you tell them honestly, they go home and they think about it and they think, well, perhaps he's right, or they think manager's not right, we'll notice it in training and we'll pull them again and say, you'll have no chance of getting back in if you don't see this as a major negative. Because in football, nobody feels sorry for you. Nobody. And um, I imagine when you're watching Premier League games and they're sending on three, four, five substitutes and everything, I know you've oh. talked about it before, is that, is that when you've got a squad of players like <laughs> yeah, this, no, yeah. that, and, and substitutions, when you can send somebody on who's fairly explosive, etc., must be a huge. Well, you, it, you'd it, wish it, that you'd be able to do a few more in uh, these circumstances. Absolutely, because you can rest, you know. 10 players because you've got five coming off the bench, five on the pitch. Um, especially nowadays, when if you're successful in a couple of like the trophy or the FA Cup or something, you know, some teams have still got eight and nine games to play. You know, we've had, we, we had a lot of games that we you know put in place, um, Bromley and Boreham Wood, you know, we've already done that, but uh, we still got Chesterfielders. Uh, in the last week of the season, isn't it? you know, so or near enough the last week of the season. So it's um, and it's Altr is it Altrincham and then Chesterfield? So uh, other way round, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, other way round. Other way round. Chesterfield, Chesterfield, Chesterfield in the week. Then, or, then or, or, or so but two away games. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's a shame, but you know, you we, we've we've talked about that on yeah. Chestnut. You do, en you do envy them. <laughs> 
the league the, the, the league, the, the league teams, teams. yeah 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 of course yeah, yeah. it's a, and it's a it's a good initiative a great initiative yeah good to hear from gary um obviously looking forward to a big weekend difficult weekend to manage with the players as well isn't it it's um it, it's a big and let's should we talk about the scunthorpe game first yeah Look, see all i can see someone is barking that, in your house guy uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, we we have dogs. It, it, I tell you, it's like the COVID times all over again. I've locked mine out of the room. Yeah, Ernie's, Ernie's locked out of the room. He's just yeah. noisy. But uh, yeah, now as I was saying about the uh, the weekend, you took your glasses off and you rubbed your brow, and yeah. I thought, oh dear, he's not looking forward to this at all. But the Gunthorpe game gave us three points we really weren't expecting, didn't it? Well, I don't know. Um... Scunthorpe they were hoping, hoping, not expecting. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I, I, Scunthorpe are imploding, aren't they? I think. I think when we wrote that yeah. list of teams that we were going to beat uh, last week, Scunthorpe were on it. Um, we did. To be fair, we did both go for the win there, but yeah. I, I think we were being optimistic. But what a great goal by Lewis Collins! Beautiful three goal. goals very, with nine. Very Man, well, doing very well points. set up by Frank Newblay, who wins ahead yeah. in the middle of the park and. The ball drops, rather, not kindly, but, but it drops well for Aaron Jarvis, who played a, a, a lovely through ball for, for Lewis Collins to, to run on. And he took it like a professional guy. He absolutely did. And it kind of makes up for the, uh, the one that he did miss early on in the, uh, the Boreham Wood game. We won that anyway, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. But Lewis will be feeling a lot better about that. Yeah, he took it really well. I mean, he smashed it past the goalie, didn't he? And uh, goalie stood no chance. And it was, it was a really good goal. And it was a good time to score, you know, on, just after the hour mark when, uh, you know, it had been a bit, a bit of a, a cat and mouse game yeah. up until that point. But... Um, you know, they never really look like scoring and uh, our defence is, is, is as strong as it has ever been uh, all, the, all season. Probably as strong as yeah. it's been since we lost those big defenders over the last couple of years. And uh, Did you think we've relegated Scunthorpe with that? Yes. I think, I think they felt that. I think their yeah. fans, from what I could see on social media, they kind of felt that... Um, that was the game that they could not afford to lose and lose it, they duly did. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Radio Devon on, 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 uh, on when was it? Tuesday night? Tuesday night, I can't remember. It was, it was, when was this it was, game? It was Saturday. Yeah, I don't, that's better. I don't, I don't know what day it is, Easter it froze me. Um, <laughs> I can't wait till Saturday's game. Uh, this no, week. I know, you'll enjoy Saturday's game, yeah. 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 Um, so, I don't know what happened to Radio Devon, but they didn't seem to split the channels. So, uh, I, I was trying to listen to Radio Devon and, uh, and ended up li having to listen to Exeter. So, I, I logged on to the Talk United uh, uh, TUFC radio feed and, and that, were, again, was excellent. Um, yeah. I'm not sure when or if Radio Devon got their feed back. Uh, so um, I don't know if Paul Cox was talking to a, a, an empty audience, but um, it, was, uh, it, it, it was something I wasn't going to go back to because I thought TUFC was brilliant. And then at the end of the game, my brother had been listening to the, the, the Radio Lincolnshire um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, feed. And uh, he said their, fa or their, their commentators sounded down as, da down as you can. As down, down yeah. as status quo down. 
Who'd have thought as they came dropped out of League Two last season that they would just plummet straight through this league like a stone? Yeah, they've they've got problems, haven't they? They have, they have indeed. Um, more good news for Torquay after that game. I, they pick a, a team of the week, the Vanarama team of the week every year, and there've been weeks on end when we haven't had anybody in that this season for obvious reasons. But Lewis Collins and Mark Holstead both made the team of the week. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what they really base that on. I have to say, what did Holstead no. do that 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 meant that he was? I mean, he didn't have to do that much. Now, Lewis Collins, I'll give you that he scored the goal, but um, it, it's one of those things that annoys me. If you're going to do a team of the week, actually have someone there watching the game, will you? Yeah, and explain why you do it. But I like the fact that it keeps us, you know, yeah. people still know we're here. Yeah, and and and, and, and the um, the other one that's really annoy, increasingly annoying me every time I look at it is on the BBC app when they have the 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 um, formations set out on the little football pitch. Oh yeah, and the, and the yeah. players' names and no, underneath the football league so they do it for the national league and they have no clue where these players should be so they just chuck them anywhere and it's just ridiculous they must it know that, that that's happening and it's just don't do it at all do it well or don't do it at all you look at it and you think gary's pulling some kind of tactical masterstroke by playing mark holstead up front yeah i know it's not just talkie it's all the teams that they do it to so just just you know why do it in the first place if you can't do it properly <laughs> I know. Don't do it at all. Yeah. Let's have a look at these two games coming up uh, then. T- tomorrow, Friday, not Saturday. Yeah. Three Friday. o'clock kickoff. We're tomorrow. Playing more. Talkie United versus Eastleigh, the Spitfires. Yeah. Uh, and I never have particularly fond memories of games against Eastleigh. They're always close. They're always a bit tetchy. Um, there's there's the um, the dark arts of game management always seem to come into play in games against Eastleigh. Uh, but they're right in the playoff mix, aren't they? They're seventh at the moment. They are. I don't they're know how they're seventh. I mean, I think Gary said that they're seventh because of the way they play their football, but which they do it quite well. But um, easily for me, a, a second on the list to Oldershot in this division. <laughs> well, it's it's never been it's never been a fun game against Eastleigh, has it? It's always been um, over the years. We've played them fifteen times. We've yep. won three. We've drawn two. And we've lost 10 times against Eastleigh. Yeah. Just just mark but, on your little bit of paper there, Guy, yeah. for, for, for discussing a bit later, Aldershot. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I have, I, I think Aldershot may have a major part to play in the end of this season. Yeah. And it, it may please you greatly, but I'll... For more reason there. than one, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eastleigh's form isn't hasn't been fantastic. They've won three of their last six, but they've drawn one and lost two. Right. Torquay have you know are, have done back to back wins for the first time this season. Do you know at exactly this time last year we went off on a run of four wins on the trot? Did we? It's back to back away wins for the first time this season. We have won two in a row before. It's away wins. Okay, away wins. But, and they are hard but to still, come by. Aren't they're they? hard to come yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Indeed. Um, is it really? So that's a year ago, is it? A year could ago, we've got a little we? run of four wins together. Could do with that, couldn't we? We could. I mean, what's, you know, uh, um, what's been the annoying thing? And uh, I'm sure Gary's said he watched the streams of both the uh, the, the games over on, on Monday and Tuesday, which could have affected us and did. You know, they were they both yeah. went the wrong way, really, for us. Mm. Um, having they, said yeah. that, yeah. no, they didn't. No, because Yeovil, Gateshead won. You what what they what they could have been. I mean. 
Um, York beat Barnet, didn't they? 1-0 on, on, yeah, on Monday. And that was a disaster, really, for us. We could have done with that going the other way, definitely. Mm-hmm. But Gateshead 4, Yeovil 0. I think you might have predicted that, the way that the two teams are currently, you know, the direction they've been heading in the couple of, last couple of weeks. But you could have really done that, done with that being 0-0, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, Gateshead are going to slip away from this, aren't they? Yeah. Gateshead are going they, to escape. They've got, they've got games in hand as well galore, haven't yeah. they? So... We'll have a look at all that in a minute. We've got uh, with the uh, the Easter weekend fixtures are very very interesting. Um, so yes, yeah, so Saturday, Saturday, Friday's game is uh, Community Day. It's all right. Gary said Community. Saturday in the press conference. Dave Thomas said Saturday to me Saturday to me a couple of times. It's uh, it's just hard to get your head around, isn't it? It's a Community Day at Plainmore as yes, well. Yeah. Uh, community groups have been able to apply for tickets for a pound uh, as we're speaking. I believe the offer's still on. By the time you listen to this, it may not be. Have a look on the club website. Yeah, very good. Um, check when you can do that. But yes, yeah, good idea. Get people into the ground. As Gary says, you know, we want to hear your voices. Um, we trailed it earlier this week uh, in the paper and yeah. online. Yeah. Hopefully we gave people plenty of notice yeah. to um, to get those tickets. I mean, if, if, you, uh, if you were part of a community group and you heard about that on Tuesday, it was it was a bit difficult to to suddenly rush and get it done. But if you did get it done, well done, because you might have got like 20 people in for 20 quid, which uh, can't be yeah. sniffed at, can it? No, no, it's all good. Uh, previous fixture, we up there, we lost 1-0 up there in October. Yeah, I, um, it's, I, I always tremble when I hear Eastleigh coming up because we, we our record against them is pretty poor. I don't know if it's one of those teams where you, you overthink it being worse than it is, but I just feel like Eastleigh are pain in the arse mm-hmm. at the moment where, where we're concerned Aaron Jarvis got himself sent off in that game oh was it there was it yeah we were obviously I mean that was a thing it was a stop start start to the season for Jarvis mm. wasn't mm. it with the injury mm. then he got a suspension for getting sent off might be worth looking um, at seeing how many he's actually missed because he's got 14 goals hasn't he 14 is it I know he could have got and he's 20 playing, I'm swearing he's like in this a, one He's in a rich vein of form at the moment, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's a real nuisance. You wouldn't want to mark him as a centre-back. You no. would not want to be marking Aaron Jarvis. Uh, when he's not scoring goals, he's laying on goals for other people. He, he was involved in that one for Collins, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, up at Spunthorpe. And he had a tremendous game up at Bournemouth as well. Yeah. So uh, he's playing really well at the moment. The last time we beat Eastley at Playmore was May 2021. Yeah, we beat so, them 3-1 yeah. and Asa Hall scored. That's a recurring theme, isn't it? When Asa Hall scores, good things happen for us. Well, to be honest, when Asa Hall starts games, good things, good happen. things happen. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's hope that continues, yeah. Yeah, he starts games, he plays well. Oh, God, you've you gone disappearing. Get people motivated, anchors that midfield and then crops up in his scoring positions. Go on. You went, you went a bit funny or darlicky, but, um, but you're back. I'm back. Yeah. I'm, I was just, I was just infusing about the contribution of Asa Hall to okay. this team. It was over infusing. If we can keep him fit um, towards the end of the season, then uh, who knows? Absolutely. Maybe we still have a chance. It's been a, it's uh, been a big bonus having Asa. Oh no, sorry. It's been a big bonus having Asa back. Asa Hall. Asa Hall, as the Bournemouth commentator said. Yeah. Master Hall, call, if, call him Master Hall to his face and, and see what he says, by the way. <laughs> He'd probably politely correct you and shake your hand. He would, yeah. he would, he's too much of a gent. Uh, Monday's game is Maidenhead, away. Yeah. 
that's always a tough game. Um, they ain't got less... much to play for, though, Guy, have they? No, they're 14th. They're stuck in the middle of the table. We've only played them eight times, and we've won four of those. Right. Drawn one and lost three. Okay. A strange game when we lost to them at Plainmore back in October. We were 2-0 up early on. You have completely gone, Guy. Um, do I pause? We're going to score an oh. injury time twice. Just half injury time. You completely disappeared there, guys. Oh, my Sorry. God, Dalekey. Yeah. Oh, I just... Are you there? I'm there, yeah. Okay, all right, we'll continue. I nearly paused, but I... sorry, listeners. We'll carry on. Well, it was a strange game because um, Maidenhead scored twice in first half injury time to level the game. Yeah. And then they scored their winner in second half injury time. Yes, of course they did. So it was a strange and frustrating game, that one. Very, That's very not the only strange game. and frustrating uh, game we've not... had this season, is it, to be fair? They're not on a great run. And as you say, they haven't got much to play for, but they've got Alan Devonshire. They've got one of the most experienced managers in the division. Yeah. Uh, they'll be well prepared for us and they'll be uh, they'll be more than happy to uh, put an end to our, our run if indeed we can do something against Eastley tomorrow. Will he be wearing a flat cap, Guy? Yes, I think he probably will. Okay, all right. <laughs> so these Easter weekend fixtures, by the way. Oh, yeah, the, the player who's moved, did you know that Mark Ellis is on loan at York? No, I didn't. Mark Ellis is on loan at York from Bradford, and, of course, we have to play York. Interesting. So Mark Ellis, yeah. who is one of our own, as they sing on the pop side, uh, will have a job to do for York. Uh, yeah. He's a professional footballer. He will do that job for York. But yeah, it's interesting because he had a good little spell with us. He did, and I think it was the travelling in the end that, that did for that deal, wasn't yeah. it? But he's going to have to do his thing for York City um, to try and keep them in the league now. So that's going to be an interesting, interesting little Cavity, vignette yeah, 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 when we play yeah, them yeah. in a few days' time. Uh, so, the, yeah, the York's fixtures. York. Currently, then, they've played 41 games. They're on 46 points. They're away at Chesterfield tomorrow. Ouch. Then they're at home to Halifax on Monday, uh -huh. who aren't out of trouble. Halifax, uh, they're, they've got 46 points. They've got two games in hand on York, so they're probably going to be OK. Yeah. But they're at home to Wrexham tomorrow and away at York on Monday. OK. But then neither of those are given. So now we get into the teams who are really, really in amongst it with us. Dorking might have done enough to save themselves. They've played 40 games, 46 points. They're home to Woking tomorrow. Then they're away at Yeovil on Monday. I will say, Guy, that if Dorking don't go down this season, they've done a marvellous job. Yeah, I, I think they might survive. Yeah. Uh, Gateshead and Exer, these are the teams who really are in the mix. Gateshead have played 38, though, so they've got games in hand on everybody. They've got 43 points. They're at home to Scunthorpe tomorrow. You would think that's a win. Yeah. Uh, and then they're away at Altrincham on Monday. I think we can count Gateshead out of this equation. I think we equation. probably can, especially with their games in hand. And the two teams that are in it with us, Aldershot, yeah. have 43 points from 40 games. They're at home to Yeovil tomorrow. They're the team on the downward curve, aren't they? Yeah. That's 20th against 21st tomorrow, the Aldershot versus Yeovil. Yeah. Then they're away at Eastleigh on Monday. We want to draw from that old shot Yeovil game, I guess, do we? I, well, probably. Probably. We I mean, don't want either of those two we, winning, put it that way. We've got to overtake them both. Yeah, so, so we want to yeah. get two points on both of them. 
because Yeovil, who are in the relegation zone with us, they've played 40, they've got 38 points, and they're away at Aldershot tomorrow, then home to Dorking on Monday. Yeah. So Yeovil have got games, two games over the weekend against fellow strugglers. Yeah, it's a nightmare to work out all this, isn't it? Absolutely. We're next up, obviously, played 40 games, 37 points. Scunthorpe have played 41 games, 34 points. Gone. And Maidstone have played 41 games, 24 points. Gone. Definitely gone. gone. So we, Actually, physically so gone. Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, yeah, Scunthorpe and Maidstone, we think, have gone. Maidstone have gone anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's Aldershot, Yeovil, Torquay. One of those three teams will survive and two will not. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? What were you going to say about Aldershot? Aldershot. I've got a new manager. Mm-hmm. Tommy Widrington. Um, really? Who, um, now, I don't want any lawyers listening, but um, who <laughs> left, who quit and left Kings Lynn last week. Yeah. And is now the older shop manager. Oh, what's that's happened, a strange move. What's happened to the contract there? Now, Kings Lynn aren't happy about this. Mm-hmm. And they are talking to lawyers, apparently. Okay. Um, anyone fancy Aldershot losing some points for, for strange behaviours at the end of the season? Who knows, Rich? Who knows? Mm. That's, that's, Bear that in mind that they're not, they're not the only one of clubs down there that could possibly find themselves in investigation territory at the end of the season. And... Uh, have points deducted if that's what certain parties decide happens to them for for what they've done. That does not include us, does it? Obviously, doesn't include us. We need just need to make that point. Also, interestingly, of the teams down right down at the bottom of that league, only I think I'm right in this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Only Gateshead and Torquay have stuck with their managers. Yes. Wouldn't it be? Interesting Wouldn't if it's it Gateshead good? and Torquay that escape. Yeah. I'm glad that, that Mike Williams has stayed at Gateshead. He did such a good job for them getting them up. Um, yeah. And at times it's been difficult for them this season, but they're showing at the moment the kind of form which 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 may mean that you escape this terrible time they're in. So yeah. I'm glad that they've stayed with him. Yeah, indeed. Um, and so, if if all the short Yeovil and Maidstone all drop out, by the way, there'll have to be a little reshuffle of who's in the north and who's in the south. Yeah, that often Some... happens. The line sometimes goes up or down, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, Kings Lynn have been in both the north and the south before, so you know that's 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 a funny one. I remember when they they, they famously it must be about ten twelve years ago when I was working up in London they 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 moved from the south or they moved from the north to the south or something like that. And of course, yeah. all their fans are up in arms because it's much easier to get to the north on the train than it is to get to the south on the train from King's yeah. Inn. So, yeah. you know, these things matter. Presumably, you have to go all the way through London if you want to get anywhere from King's Lynn, do you? More or less, yeah, yeah. Or unless you go yeah. into the Midlands. There you go. So, but we should say at this point, um, a few bits of um, housekeeping to do before we move on to the Wrexham game. Commiserations to Argyle. I came back from London on Sunday night yeah. on a train oh dear. full of travellers. <laughs> uh, I think probably there were maybe a dozen people on the train who weren't uh, Argyle fans right. coming back from Wembley. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the train, uh, they were they were very unhappy. It did the 
consensus seemed to be that Argyle hadn't really turned up. Bolton beat them 4 0. Um, yeah, commiserations. We I, have Argyle's. I, went to, the, uh, I went to the pub. I uh, went to. Which pub did I go to? I went to Malloy's to watch. The, my mate's a West Ham fan, as, as you know. I went to Malloy's to watch the West Ham game on Saturday. And they had the Argyle on the little telly in the corner. Um, yes. And uh, Mr. Hayden Jones is in the pub enjoying a beer, and we, we both enjoyed watching that out the corner of our eye. As you do with Sunday as well, by the way. Saturday, you, you Sunday, calendar's yeah. wide open. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah at so least we got to score against Bolton when they beat us at Wembley. Yeah, we did. Dean Edwards, of course. Yeah. It was a long and interesting train journey back from Paddington, though, I can tell you on uh, Sunday night. It sounds like I'm being a bit harsh. I'm sorry that they did lose. It doesn't really matter to me in the greater scheme of things. So it's a shame they did lose, but um, they did lose quite heavily. They did. They were drowning their sorrows on the way back. It's an odd one as well, because when you look at the table, they are by far, them and Sheffield Wednesday are by far the the best clubs in that division. And they've showed it week in and week out. And then to to go to Wembley and lose 4-0 against Bolton, who are one of the clubs other as well as I know, but that just seemed a bizarre result. It did. And you've got to hope that they can get their league form back in order again pretty quickly because the end of the season will uh, come racing up now. Yeah, and, it was, and all over before, the before, it was all over before the referee put his whistle back, back in his pocket after kicking off, wasn't it? It was 2-0 two nil, two yeah. nil in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, thanks to Julian as well for a couple of things he's pointed out. Uh, we did Southern League Division 1 South. Tim Sills, Wimborne, beaten 4-0 by Totten and among the goal scorers... For Tottenham, Scott Rendell. Yeah, yeah, they're on fire. Tottenham. Also, the enigma that is Clyde Lollos. Yes. Who we couldn't really get a tune out of when we had him. Yes. Uh, but he scored three of Oxford City's four in a 4-0 win over Tombridge Angels in National League South. Okay. Two teams that we may well be facing next yeah, season. Absolutely. So Clyde Lollos is in a rich vein of form for Oxford City at the moment. Okay. Strange, a very strange one that you know because you spoke to or, or you had a quote from the Argyle manager didn't yeah. you when he let him go to us and he thought that it might come back and bite him yeah but he, I, I, but it, uh, it would, would have been Ryan Lowe at the time who's now at Preston but I think uh, yeah having having he probably made the right decision in as far as playing in the National League concerned National yeah. South uh, <laughs> doing well yeah interesting he's doing alright and that. So uh, before we wrap up this week, and sorry if the uh, the voices sound a little bit distant this week, but uh, I'm in paint and you're in Torquay. We'll yeah. try and get back together again next week. Um, the club shouldn't have to put something online, which it has had to do, uh, to ask fans, basically, don't sell your tickets to Wrexham fans. Yeah. Uh, now, two things about this game. Of course, it's the last game of the season. We're at home to Wrexham. We may well need something from the game and so might they. It could turn out to be a massive game, that's right. Yeah. Even if they're already promoted, they will fancy a big old party by the seaside. Yeah. Um, And who knows who of their owners might turn up in the director's box. Yeah. Who knows? But the game's been... Well, we know, we know, we know they will if it's it's on it. Yeah, because it'll be a whole episode of their... um, Their stupid television show. Their TV programme, won't it? Yeah. But it's been switched to 5.30. Well, all the games on the last day have been switched to 5.30. With three weeks to go, the National League have decided to finally make a decision that affects yeah. so many people around the country that could have done with a bit more planning than three weeks. Yeah. But Absolutely. it's all right, though, because 
because they'll they'll get to to you know turn up all these national league bodies will get to turn up and, and shake ryan reddell's hand and maybe give him a little kiss around the bike sheds <laughs> do you think that's what they do these these, these television people they're uncontrollable it's the, it's the national league people and the television people i've got it in for right now yeah <laughs> so it's a 5 30 it's going to, which gives anybody who's planning to spend the afternoon in the sunshine having a few beers yeah. gives them an extra no, I'm two not, and a half hours. I'm not going to cast aspersions uh, to any Wrexham fans or Torquay fans come to that because we have a few. But who wants to give certain fans another two and a half hours drinking time before kickoff, before such a massive game at a packed Plainmore? And it's the, who thought well, that. Who thought that yeah. would be a good idea? And I would like to know, and I'm putting it out there, have the National League asked Torbay Police if they're happy about it? Because traditionally, it's one of those games that you would probably have kicked off at midday. Yeah. So, 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 so the, the, the decision's been made. And obviously, BT Sport cameras, we'll, we'll find out with about 12 minutes before kickoff, probably, that BT are covering it. Because that's, that's the way these things are announced these days. But, um, uh, according to the National League. But, um... Uh, it's been moved. It's been moved from three o'clock. All the games, because obviously the three o'clock uh, embargo on on live games. So yeah. they've had to move it to either side five thirty. They could have moved it to twelve thirty. Now I appreciate that that might be a pain in the bum for Wrexham fans coming down from Wrexham, but for other reasons it might have been a much better idea. Yeah. Now there'll be television cameras. Um, big game on the TV. I, I, I suspect they'll have television cameras at Notts County as well if that's if it's still riding on, on their result. And I suspect they'll be they'll they'll be able to tap into the feeds that all the clubs do nowadays. So I suspect yeah. there's a lot of planning to do. But it just seems bizarre that they waited until three weeks before the game kicks off to 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 tell people. And yeah, there are people who have things planned on Saturday night. Now I know that that in the scheme of things is is you know bit 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 small fry, but you know people have you know people have yeah. to change their plans. Uh, I wonder if uh, people have bought train tickets to get back to Wrexham yet. That's a good point. Possibly, possibly. But it just Wrexham seems what, sold... just uh, sorry. But so uh, uh, my last word is it just seems like once again the National League have really not worried about fans in a decision and there is an element of making things up as they go along yeah. isn't there yeah but um and also Wrexham have sold out their allocation of tickets haven't yeah. they did yeah. so to get back to the original ago. train of thought for this this end, end, end bit yeah so Wrexham fans uh are now trying to find any way they can yeah to this game, yeah. which involves, if social media is to be believed, uh, and this is not a great week to be believing social media with Donald Trump in court, but never mind. Um, if social media is to be believed, it involves Wrexham fans offering Talking United fans over the odds uh, for the tickets that they have. Yeah. Talking United fans in general saying, no, yeah. we're not selling our tickets. But it's inevitable. If you've got a ticket that you've bought for 20 quid, and somebody comes in and says they'll pay you £100 for it, there will be people who are tempted. Yeah, of course there will. Um, and there and are... There will. And, and, and it's not so much the people who have bought the tickets, it's, it's the, um, 
it's the the, the, the people who have become dis, disillusioned over the season, and we all know there are some that have season tickets mm. that might be tempted. Would they be able to? Yeah, I mean, the bottom line here is what we're we're saying that we understand why it happens, but the bottom line is just don't do it. Don't flog your tickets. To away fans, it's a recipe for trouble. The club has said that it will it, it will find them and it will get. Guy, you've gone them. again. Uh, I'm here. Uh, you're back. I'm absolutely still here, but it it just creates another flashpoint on an afternoon yeah. when stewards, police, football club do not need any more artificial flashpoints. Don't flog your tickets. The, the only one good thing about the game being moved forward is we can still get there at our usual time and we might actually get a place on the press bench. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, this is good. It's, everything is just building up to a tremendously chaotic circus of a last game of the season which I'm really quite looking forward to in a strange sort of a way yeah I just hope we've got something to play for well if we haven't uh, let's hope it's for the right reason yeah indeed indeed so thank you very much for listening in to a slightly strange Easter podcast we would normally have played party games at Easter we used to do the quiz didn't we but yeah. I didn't quite get organised in time for that I do no, apologise there's a bit much going on yeah, there was much to discuss anyway, in a football point of view. Yeah. Rich, thanks for uh, doing the Zoom conference. It was me that uh, threw the spanner in the works no, this morning. Right. So, um, thank you very much. You're thanks more... for listening. We'll see you at Plainmore tomorrow, Friday. Not. Oh, you've gone again, guy. <laughs> right at the crucial moment. Saturday. No. It's well. I, all I was going to say was that it's it's Friday, not Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you there. Come and say hello. We better escape while well, we've still got a podcast working. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we'll and tr let's try and synchronise with a. Come on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. That wasn't bad. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows. Full of pride, buckle up for the ride of yard.